Welcome everyone to the Journey to Truth podcast. Please check out the site now and get your own Merlin's Lab Civil Solution. Use code Journey to Truth for 10% off storewide. Please enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. A few announcements today before we get started. So at our first conference, I met a gentleman named Robert Ariano, and he's a musician, and we got to talking, and he approached me about if I knew anybody who could edit his uh, song into a music video, and I was like, I actually edit myself. So we started working together, and I edited a video for him. Trees for the Forest is the name of the song, and we are going to premiere that video at the end of this episode um, Robert's a great guy and it's an amazing song and I'm really proud of this video. So if you, uh, feel compelled to stick around after the show and check out the video, I encourage you to do that. Uh, he's a great guy and we'll put his links below to his other projects in the description. And you might have just watched the commercial at the beginning for Merlin's lab, colloidal silver Merlin's lab is our affiliate Mason Fury, who creates these incredible, Organite pyramids, along with many other things. And he now makes colloidal silver, and you get 10% off of all his products on the website with promo code Journey to Truth. And that link is below in the description as well. But tonight we are joined with Laura Eisenhower, and we're just going to get raw and real and uncensored and just, you know, let's just dive into the current situation right now that we are in on this planet. And I'd just love to get your thoughts and feedback on you know, what you're seeing playing out right now on the world stage and even in down all the way down into the community and the divide and conquer tactics, all of it. Yeah, I mean, it's getting really ramped up. Um, I mean, we hear about certain dates of events taking place, like October 4th, uh, the gigahertz of the 5G is going to be switched on to bring out like uh, certain diseases. Like, what is that called? More- the one that begins with an M. Mar- Morgellons. No, no, no. Um, Marburg. Oh, Mar. Yeah. And Ebola, and some of these, you know, other kind of stuff. And, I mean, it's good to be aware, right? Make sure our phones are off and all that kind of thing. But, um, you know, at the same time, you know, in light of that, everything's about frequency. I feel, and even a person that might be linked in because of the choices they made or putting stuff in their body or the things that we've been inhaling. We we've all been impacted to a certain degree, but I feel the most detrimental is our belief systems, our lack of control over our bodies because we've given that power away, the absence of intuition. Um, and, and yes, these bioweapons assist in that loss of connection, but we can override that. So I just hope that the numbers are enough to offset it. Um, I feel that when there are enough numbers to offset some of the frequency manipulations that that can serve as a sort of power source or activation for other people to begin to align with. I think the energy of awakening is so much stronger than these weapons because they wouldn't bother with the indoctrination if the weapons were strong enough. They they rely on 
people being really, really hooked in and in a lower frequency right. in the divide and conquer and the um, fear tactics. So exactly. exactly. And they rely Nailed on it. us. They need us to create their reality for them. And by putting these dates out and surrounding them with fear, um, and then these October 4th and 10th are astrological alignments. You know, they understand they and they try to hijack those dates, in my opinion, and, you know, with false flag events and psyops. So uh, you were right. Like at the end of the day, the frequency of the Great Awakening, like nothing that trumps everything. And that's why they put that fear out surrounding these certain dates, because they it's like loose harvesting. They need our fear. They need our beliefs to create that reality for them. So if we can rise above it, there's really nothing to be scared of. Now, that being said, like, yeah, it's always safe to be prepared no matter what, like always. But uh, we just try not to give our power away to events or situations like this. Totally. Because the creative imagination is the most powerful resource we have. And all these attempts to infect it with belief systems, you know, do create this enabling, right? And that's why they need to tell us because the consent is the belief. So yeah, if we can offset right. that and be aware and also understand, yeah, what is currently going on astrologically during those particular dates, we're going to be, uh, we're, we have a full moon on Friday, the 29th two weeks before the eclipse season starts. That's kind of right in the heart of all that. Um, and yeah, I mean, just like you said, there's these inversions in these psyops that are created uh, to pull us into the shadow side of a lot of these planetary alignments. But it does require uh, that link between our minds and what's coming through the media. And 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 it's not just mainstream media. It's it's There's a lot of plants and there's a lot of things that take place within... The disclosure community that perpetuate that so yeah i mean sovereignty neutrality and laughter and being in nature that is the, the ultimate because this is a powerful window period it's been prophesized it wouldn't be a powerful window period unless we could overcome the tactics being used to create a new world order it wouldn't be prophesized at all it would just be um known as uh, a period of you know something you know so dark and nefarious but that's where the breakthrough is, because how much longer are we going to be in relationship to that with this opportunity to transcend it? It's 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 been prophesized. And, right. and it's not like any of these prophecies weren't well aware of the attempt to steer us down this artificial new world order timeline. It's just yeah. our ability to overcome it, even though we've been dealing with thousands and thousands of years of dark cycles of history. That's all been the trajectory to take us to this finale that the minute we break ties with... Um, we we can override it completely. So that's yeah. my take. Yeah. And I mean, what we see happening yeah, right now, right. And what we see happening right now is essentially the fall of Rome all over again. And, you know, they're distracting us with the bread and circus and the sports and everything. It's literally a repeat. Like while Rome was falling, they were, you know, you know, dangling these, you know, shiny things over here to distract everyone. Mm -hmm. So it's also the uh, fall of Atlantis repeat even farther back. Right. Right. Well, but this say, time it's but this time I think the outcome is going to be we're going to make it this time rather than well like a big that, reset. That's where this window, this ascension window, comes into play that I don't think was in play the last few times right. around. And they say at the end of every civilization, the machine consumes itself, right? And there's always wars, and it always looks like this. It's always a rough patch. So I think we are going to come out ahead on the other side, but um, it, it's going to be messy for a while, which we always you know talk about, but. What are your thoughts on that, Laura? Yeah, it's definitely going to be messy. I mean, there's already lots of casualties. They're going to be 
just the vibration of, of um, or, or the the experience of you know death and loss, but that plutonic energy is also rebirth, transformation, and alchemy. So we're being called to go through that sort of dark night of the soul and that death to be reborn, to transform, to be more soul centered, to tap into levels of ourselves that we might have been unconscious to because it burns through and dissolves frequency fences. You know, if we're going to allow a part of ourselves to die, we're making room for more of ourselves to come in. We're shining a light on the unconscious aspects of self in order to understand that we're multidimensional, that we can tap into um, all sorts of resources. The more we let go of the belief systems or the jobs or relationships or anything that really is impeding our growth and, and very much, you know, belief systems that we might, you know, adopt. So, this is the massive growth period that they hijacked with the whole pandemic with all these different levels of, all right, if we can get you to fear death and fear illness, then the consent is not fulfilling the completion of that cycle, that plutonic cycle, and instead staying sort of confined in the birth canal while you know, you're just answering to the outer authority and how it wants you to manage something that's very organic uh, within us, that nature teaches us every season as it moves through um, its own, you know, cycles that we hold within us. So um, there's going to be casualties. There always are uh, in war, but you know, we can't fear death. We've, we've, we've clearly come back. We have past lives. Um, I feel some are going to require a life review to step out of the whole matrix system to, uh, you know, maybe process things they weren't able to on a human ego level. Maybe it was just too much, right? But I mean, source energy and spirit always holds dominion. No matter how much we might be looping in this dependency bond with an inversion or a parasitic um, uh, a parasitic group of individuals that have a small amount of power compared to the power that we're going to awaken within ourselves, you know, it's got its own timing. I mean, look at all the people that are stuck in abusive situations or relationships, you know, that's eventually going to expire. Once the self-worth rises to the occasion, once the free mind, once the soul, um, you know, really intervenes and says enough already, there's nothing that can't be corrected or transmuted because that plutonic energy is also able to turn lead into gold. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not just some fluffy, you know, ideal, it's a part of nature. So the, the, at, at any time a person's ready to make the corrections, they'll be able to make it. And if we see certain species in their evolution, a lot of times they're watching and observing to figure out where they lost their soul matrix, what genetic material they um, have lost connection with that has compromised their ability to reproduce or um, be, um, you know, it's, it's original self. Mm -hmm. So you know, everything returns to source eventually. And, and every single ET race has its own experiences as far as how it utilized free will for the detriment of its species or the benefit. And the spectrum within that is always seeking to correct itself, even if it's lived many, many cycles or thousands of years in a certain, you know, inversion everything returns to source eventually. So we just have to be patient. We're not all moving at the same speed, um, but the more we can come together and integrate, switch on and help switch on the dormant codes and DNA strands and aspects of our mind that hasn't been switched on. That is what unity consciousness is all about. It's not just loving each other. It's about what can we help to switch on in each other? Where can we appreciate the diversity is going to help us to get there and not something to fight over? Mm -hmm. So moving into the 5D is really moving into the soul matrix out of the world of appearances and ego, but more into that integration of 
um, something a lot deeper. So if we can move through that threshold and 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 leap over um, that uh, challenge, then we're just going to be building this greater unified field and and force, which to me is like the immune system of humanity that will starve this parasitic host. And you know whoever is still in a, a agreement or relationship to it. Um, the love is so much stronger at the end of the day. So as much as I think a lot of empaths and a lot of individuals are not so much in fear, they're more worried about their friends and loved ones. It's not their fear. It's the fear of what other people are buying into. It's a collective you know, fear, yeah. Yeah, we need to just you know, like just accept well, that this is where they are in their journey and yeah. they'll get they'll get home. And, and you nailed it. Starve the parasitic host. Um, that's exactly, I mean, that's the parasites are running the planet right now. Unfortunately, um, I was shown this on a mushroom trip, so it has to be true, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, really, I mean, we have no, a, paras a parasitic consciousness that is, you know, hijacked the soul, right? Hijacked individuality. And, you know, it's a mass awakening, but it happens on an individual scale. So if they can get everyone thinking the same, dressing the same, doing the same thing, you know, it hijacks the individuality and it is a better chance that 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 person doesn't go through an awakening process if they buy into all the propaganda and everything that they're throwing at us. So, um, yeah, you have to starve the parasitic host by breaking free of that. And I love I love what you said. And, uh, you know, and then you also said, you know, it's all about letting go of the fear of death, which is the biggest thing. Like you never like you don't need a jab if you're not scared to die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you fully understand you're not just this body, then why would you fear death? Those, those two things kind of go hand in hand. As you raise your consciousness, your fear naturally goes less and less and less. That's just yeah. those two things go hand in hand. So what do they do? They try to suppress consciousness, keep you in fear, keep you um, brainwashed, keep you programmed, keep you... Uh, you know, just in a lower spinning conscience. your wheels, yeah. basically stuck in the system, in the matrix, feeding the matrix. Then you're con you're constantly feeding the matrix rather than taking your power back. Because as soon as enough totally. of us take our power back, it's game over. And that's what yeah. they're that's what they're afraid of. They're terrified of that, and that's why they do everything they can to stop that. But they right. they can't stop. They can only delay it to a certain point. But well, yeah. So, so what are over. your what are your thoughts on that right now? Because we see them throwing everything at us. Uh, so do you think this is them delaying the process? And you know, we always hear about um, the white hats and this, you know, this cleanup process and these benevolent ETs helping us. And if that really is true, if that really is going on, why are we seeing things play out the way they're playing out, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's 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 a process. It's definitely a process. I mean, it's hard to see something like what happened in Maui take place. It's like how 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 are these things not being stopped? If there are positive military forces, if there are white hats and benevolent ETs, where's the intervention? Where's, you know? And I and I do feel, um, you know, they are there. They're not going to save the day. We're working in tandem with them. It's sort of like when we reach a certain level of consciousness, we're able to work like within our body. Our immune system is working much more to our benefit when we're empowered, when we're eating good food, when we're um, just uh, building more immunity in the face of the things that might want to take it down because we get over the hump. We get we, we leap over the obstacle. We get, regain more of ourselves. You know, in the face of adversity, we can either find more of our hidden abilities and talents and dormant 
skills, healing abilities, the power to regenerate, or we're in fear of it and we give our power away in exchange for being given a label, being given a diagnosis, being given a trajectory that is no longer our co-creation. It's something we end up following and believing in. So all these different tactics being used are to hijack the growth periods because growth periods are always going to come with some level of pain or challenge. And in that challenge, okay, how much are we still going to go down this road? And, and if we don't recognize that they're all blessings in disguise to shake things up, to help us to see more possibilities for ourselves versus feeling like a failure or what you invested in didn't end up working out. You know, our perspective and perception, you know, is everything. And when it's being uh, projected upon um, and defined by the way we are raised, how the system perceives it. I mean, any one of us that decided to skip certain classes or not go to school, you know, we're throwing a bunch of stigmas because you're not following um, the the path that has been laid out. And and if you divert yourself from it, it's just like we see today, the conspiracy theories, uh, we're conspiracy theorists. I mean, we know all the labels that get thrown and why it's such a turnoff for people that actually believe that these labels are justified. I mean, even wanting to embrace certain healing protocols is considered white wing. How did that ever become political? So the manipulation, the labels um, from every angle um, defines uh, things for people when in actual fact, um, you know, th those don't need to be there because when our physical body shows pain, when it shows disease, this is a growth period for us to get to know ourselves more, not to hand it over to somebody else to label it and determine what, you know, is necessary because this is what we're remembering. In order to advance ourselves as humans, we need to reclaim the power to heal, the power to um, understand, you know, what is going on within our bodies in order to release maybe an ancestral pattern or a belief system that isn't thriving because our bodies are going to revolt against distortions. It's going to show itself in our physical body in order for us to make corrections from a more empowered place. And then in doing that, we do the greater clearing work and we recognize that our bodies thrive in our truth frequency. It doesn't thrive in anything but that. So a whole slew of issues, mental, emotional, physical issues um, have defined, you know, this human experience in so many ways that we've over-identified it to the point where um, it hasn't really taught us to get to know ourselves more. It's taught us to um, rely on something external. And that's with religion, that's with education. Um, so every challenge in front of us is a challenge, I feel, to get to know ourselves more. And as long as we are doing the opposite, we are not um, in our wholeness and we are feeding something parasitic. It's sort of like being in a relationship where that person's defining your self-worth and you become so uh, dependent on their compliments or, or, or their approval that you no longer are asking yourself, is, is this really in harmony with my, with my soul development? Um, and it's so easy because of anime, because of unconsciousness, because of the wounds and traumas we carry from the way we are raised or past lives to fall into this pit. And that's why it's so important that we come together more and we embrace the challenge that's been placed in front of us and know that there's nothing but victory because uh, it's all encoded in us to know exactly what to do. It's just we don't ever want to lose that um, that strength or devotion to the process. Well, that's some profound wisdom right there. Yes, <laughs> very well said. It really is. That was beautifully said, especially the stuff about the body. Uh, and your body is going to continue to tell you something's wrong until you like you said you drop into that truth frequency but that's the hard part because 
we don't always know what that is. And sometimes we're holding on to things that we, subconsciously that we don't realize they're holding us back. And it's it's a tough journey. It's really hard. And I'm seeing that all over the place right now. I watch people on social media. People are having a hard time. Um, it, you know, we don't have a solid foundation of truth to begin with. So everyone's confused. Yeah. People don't understand yeah. what they need to do right now. And and we everyone's asking themselves, why did I sign up for this? Why am I here? And it's difficult because I've asked myself the same thing. You know, how many of us have been in the car or in the shower, you know, freaking just arguing with our guides or whoever, like, what the fuck? Why am I here? What am I doing? You know, uh, it gets difficult sometimes. So it's everything you just said, I think, is so important for people to understand. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. And, you know, kinesiology, you know, medical astrology, which I do. Some of the oracles, like the I Ching and Tarot. I mean, these are ways to really, you know, get to our truth. Because I mean, when I shuffle, I'm I'm sometimes surprised. Like, oh wow. I mean, um, the way I might be feeling is very different than maybe what my vibration is, and like what you know, my mind might be tricking me out of something that um, is actually like really going on. Um, I might be holding some kind of anxiety that isn't actually true to the situation that if I were to overly invest myself in is just going to cut me off from getting the download and epiphany that's inevitably going to come because, you know, anxiety is connected to our nervous system. It's connected to a message trying to come in. But if we are too busy and we don't give ourselves the time and space, you know, it's just going to you know, be circulating in our body, but it needs it needs recognition. It needs to be heard just like pain, you know, stuck creativity. Um just just things that need expression. We know when we eat food that isn't good for us, our body's going to reject it. It might like throw it up. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes the things that need to be expressed, we don't want to shove down. It needs a voice, not necessarily coming out as something being purged, but something that needs to be known. But then there's some things that need to be purged because it's it's the body doesn't like it. It's like, please get rid of me. Please release this. So So there might be some things we need to write out for ourselves and some things that we need to express to others and some things... You know, and then let's see where the chips fall. You know, I think so many people are afraid of what others think. They're afraid of loss, of losing someone um, and all this, uh, you know, fear because of this unconscious trauma of not having that mother energy really anchored in the planet. Most of the energies um, that people gravitate towards, there are a lot of imposters in religion. There's the dark mother reversal energies. There's um, manipulation of the planetary grid network. There's there's so much that, uh, you know, we have not been directed towards in order to develop and embrace that it, it creates um, a very strong level of discomfort um, and and this addiction matrix of, of clinging mm -hmm. to something just to feel security. And, and right. so people get addicted to the concept of money or, you know, just sticking with their friends. Or, I mean, it, it just takes a lot of courage. And uh, so understanding these things a little bit more, I think the astrology has been a really helpful tool for me and a lot of people. And and there's a lot of different, you know, t t things that one can do when you really detox your body and you might, you know, fast for a little bit and you just put high vibrational things in your body. You can always gauge, you know, is this in alignment with, um, you know, your, your, your soul, your, your ability to fully be yourself. And if not, why, why waste your time? But you got to make your body hospitable for your soul and spirit to really occupy it and do whatever you can to make it hospitable or else, you know, we're not as grounded as we could be. And we're um, just trying to appease the discomfort. And yeah. sometimes it's not in the most healthy of ways. And it's difficult because, you know, I have escapism tendencies where it's just like, oh, I just don't want to feel. I like so tired mm -hmm. of feeling it all so intensely. But 
I realized that's something in me I never want to give up. So, right. so that's my challenge or has been. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think a lot of people would agree with you. And you mentioned something about the imposters being here, even in religion, even down into this community. And I think that's um, something, well, it's just not this community, it's worldwide. That's this truth movement is global at this point. So, um, and there are plants and people that are sent in to confuse us and still further divide and conquer. And I think that's uh, a really important subject because um, we see it and it's hard. It's one of those situations where it is so, the deception is so like the length they'll go to to deceive people and and is far beyond what most comprehend when they get into when they start when they begin their awakening journey. Right. So they they stumble across these people looking for answers, not understanding that some of these people aren't in integrity or they might be an actual plant and whatever. We can go on and on. Um, what what are some of the things that you're seeing right now? And like, what are some red flags to look for? And how can we identify that and maybe help people navigate um, through this, you know, terrain? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing because the higher vibrational energies, uh, and the fact that we're multidimensional, we can reach into these higher dimensional energies, which which include neutrality and uh, and just universal love. Not necessarily the four chakra love, where you got to love everybody, and you know, like you can love them sort of in a more observing, sort of neutral kind of way. That actually dissolves black goo and AI and dark technology, and it's been actually seen uh, to actually work. Like 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 um, it, uh, the the uh, black goo has been shown to uh, be in a sort of death throes in the presence of super high vibrational energy. And it's called Aurora Plasma. And it, it had a similar, the uh, black goo had a similar response as you would see to um, uh, the burning like of something with acid, right? It just completely mm -hmm. dissolves. So we need to just be, you know, in a high vibration within ourselves. And sometimes that's not easy. And that's why, you know, um, being, um, really strong and, and, and like soul centered. So if you're seeking answers, you know, you got to understand that you have a lot of your own answers and the more time you spend with nature, the more time you spend with, you know, things that help you to, um, pull up to the surface, a lot of, uh, the stuff that makes you vulnerable to confusion. Um, that's all in the head, right? So it's important to learn as much as we possibly can and, and, you know, we're, we're all kind of seeking, right? We, we have all different purposes and missions and information to bring to the table. But I think the ones that are super, super defensive, that don't like to be questioned, that even the most, you know, humble and innocent of like comments questioning what you might be sharing produces uh, a very strong response that isn't loving and isn't compassionate and isn't understanding is a big red flag. Um, I think people that think that they're the only ones that are making certain contact with certain beings and everybody else must be false. That's kind of a red flag. And I'm not saying that the people that you necessarily see that are doing that aren't justified to a certain degree to, you know, throw out a warning. But sometimes I feel the hostility and the negativity coming from beings that have supposed contact with benevolent ones. Um, the, the vibration of benevolent ones isn't to, to sink down into that lower vibration. I feel like truth doesn't need to fight or defend itself. And it's not threatened by differences of opinion. It stands so strong, you know, sort of like the vibration of love. You know, even if somebody doesn't really like you, you're not going to be like losing yourself over it. It's like, okay, well, that's, you accept it because you've accepted yourself. You know, we need to accept our ourselves and, um, and love ourselves. 
and you know trust that when we have a question we're going to find the answer whether that's within ourselves or some sort of synchronicity or something that we resonate but if you can't like discard the things that don't resonate to the detriment of that relationship with the person that wants you to believe everything that they say you know that's that's a red flag now there's going to be plenty that don't mind take what resonates and leave the rest whatever you know you gain from this awesome and and wherever your intuition is showing you something that might not have been shared that's the ultimate because any benevolent force is really going to want your wholeness your sovereignty your truth as number one that would be the priority of what that information should be seeking to help accomplish within another individual and right. i feel some are holding its kind of dependency bond or um or they feel threatened um if you question it or uh they um yeah i don't know i mean do you well, guys kind of know what i'm saying oh yeah absolutely yeah 100 yeah, percent. and you're spot and we've on. seen this yeah with yeah well, yeah and what i see too is so you know, we're the programming we're born into is to give our power away to authority and give, you know, not question authority, right? And not question external sources and not question that information. So when people do have their awakening and they finally start searching for answers, they immediately believe people when, you know, they, they immediately believe what other people are saying because you're programmed not to question it, right? You're programmed to also give your power away to like a savior. Right a figure. And I think a lot of people still have that program running. So let's say they used to be religious and they got out of that. Well, they still have that program running and then they get in the disclosure community. Oh, this person's now like the savior of humanity. And they, and it becomes almost like a cult, like they're the cult leader. And then you become like a cult follower, basically where you're giving all your power away to this person, this one narrative, this certain information. And you're, you're literally investing your hope and your um, sense of self-worth, everything into that, rather than realizing it's all within you and you, it, it is not external. So it's a false thing to begin with. Um, but what you're doing is you're giving that energy and you're, you're attaching yourself to it. You're attaching your identity to that. Right. Um, anytime you do that with anything, it's bad because well, and that's, that's not I... what it's about. You know, we need to take our power back. We need to realize we are all, our own savior, but we need to live in, live in community and love each other, treat, treat your neighbor as you as you want to be treated, but realize the power is within you. It's not out there somewhere. Right. It's and you, you can, and you, me, we all have the ability to tap in like some of our favorite influencers and communicate and get answers on our own. Like we don't have to rely on them to talk to someone else and give us these downloads and these messages. Right. But that's mm -hmm. the whole trick of it. Like, so any, anyone out there who's encouraging you to just, you know, go inward and do the work on your own. And my favorite, like people have asked us over the years, who, what do you think about this person or that person or this person? And we used to answer it. I used to answer based on what I thought about it. But then I realized like, why do you, why does it matter what I think? Like you're, you're telling yourself, right. you're telling yourself that you don't trust your own intuition. What does your gut tell you immediately about this person? And for one, and the biggest red flag is if you have to ask, that should be your answer. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. if you have to ask, like, what do you think? Right. I don't know. What do you think about this person? Well, that's your answer. Um, you you know, but uh, so I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about your book, Laura. Um, what's the status of your book? And can maybe you can tell our audience, you know, a little bit about what that's going to cover. 
Yeah, so it's called Awakening the Truth Frequency, and it has a lot to do with what we're talking about. It's going to come out in March. You can pre-order on Amazon. And it's just, yeah, like really kind of looking at this, um, what does it mean to embody, you know, your truth? Is it going to look the same as others? No. Um, you know, there's there's this sort of truth that um, if we look at it on at a frequency level, it's like, okay, you're giving yourself permission to, to be yourself. You're staying in connection with your intuition. You're following your gut. You're trusting your gut. You know, um, you're, you're developing healthy discernment. You're, you're, um, working on establishing a very strong bullshit meter. Um, and yo, isn't that like the most important thing? Um, so as we're like kind of talking about, you know, all of this, there's so much for everybody to learn from one another, but I think sort of like the ring of power, some, some abuse their position of power. Because uh, because uh, they they get addicted to being given a certain amount of like energy from other people, and uh, they don't really want to lose that. So they don't like you said they don't realize that they're running that program, and other people don't realize that they're running it. Why are we so betrayed? Then is that um, something that we need to just judge ourselves over? I, I feel that we're going to continually be somewhat betrayed or asked about the people that we counted on or, or, or gave our belief systems to, because the ultimate growth period for us is to fall back on ourselves and find that within ourselves, all the different tragedies we go through, all the different breakups we go through, all the heartbreak we go through. Um, what is it showing us at the end of the day? Um, it's showing us ourselves. It's showing us, you know, what we can and cannot handle, what, um, we need to step up into as far as our, our self-worth. So it's all those topics that we're kind of talking about. I also uh, bring to light a lot of the hidden information that I've discovered about what took place after the Second World War, what took place during Eisenhower's administration, how when I was presented with something, I felt like it wasn't in my best interests. And no matter what they were trying to tell me, even though I didn't have all the information to back up what my intuition was telling me, I chose that. And that was probably the best thing that I could have done. Um, how do we like live in this world of deception and trickery and thrive? You know, it's sort of like all about that. So I just kind of dive deep. Um, I talk about some of the astrological events going on, the weaponization of a lot of these different initiations and just really encourage people to feel, you know, strong in who they are and, uh, to navigate the madness um, in in a unified sort of way without expecting sameness, appreciating that true oneness is diversity and harmony. Um, but we can, as a collective, help one another to deprogram and recover ourselves instead of, you know, be the next voice that is maybe disguising a programming that we all need to come to terms with and where we like feed into it. How can we let go, forgive ourselves and forgive one another so that we can move through um, this next you know, phase, which um, is more accountability, more transparency, more humility, and more self-honesty. And, um, and, and giving that gift to ourselves is going to help us to give that to one another so that, you know, in this time of the 13th sign being activated, which rules the ether, the corrections of the Venus transits, this ether element, this unconditional love of source energy is so available to us to do more than we can imagine, to create miracles, to create um, unbelievable uh, breakthroughs. And that energy of the unconditional love of the mother of the ether of Ophiuchus is actually ruled by Chiron, which is the wounded healer. So in order for us to really embody our truth frequency, we have to acknowledge our wounds. So we're not acting it out. So that we're not like masking it. 
mm-hmm. um, because I think some of the most uh, damaged people um, don't want to admit it. And so run these programs or or need to be in a position of power or feel helpless and want somebody else to do it for them. So if we can just acknowledge our wounds without shame, without being victimized, but in a place of empowerment to realize the wisdom that lays on the other side, the jewels and the treasures that lie on the other side of just being able to um, give it the unconditional love it might have lacked growing up or in dark cycles of history. Um, we are really like moving in a, a really incredible direction. There, there's nothing but um, joy that can come from embracing the truth of what these times are about. And to me, it's like a reunion. Um, we, we are rediscovering aspects of ourselves that have been shut down and dormant. So everything we could possibly need is just requiring our willingness and courage to switch it on. And in doing that, it's only going to increase the vibration of the planet. And I feel that is strong enough to dismantle the negative weapons. I feel it's the override frequency. And um, I feel uh, that this is something to to be excited about. Um, and in that vibration of excitement, nothing can really put its hooks in you. Once you've really moved on from an abusive relationship, you know you deserve true love. And that it's a, it's it's ability to drag you back in it is so much less likely to happen right um when you you've got your inspiration um and passion back to move forward and to trust that uh you know we yeah. have all that it takes yeah. and then you're going to draw people to you that are a vibratory match yeah. and um and you'll be empowered to to say no when you need to and have an open mind to where it might you know, benefit your greatest growth. So, and and that's so true because, um, well, like as soon as you start speaking your truth, right, you lose a lot. You, uh, some people fall away, but then you attract others. Like they're they're replaced by something much better that's actually serving you. And you realize that the people that you lose th- throughout that process weren't actually serving you, weren't actually your friend. Maybe at one right. point, yeah, you bonded over certain things, but, um the thing you fall into alignment is what happens. It's a realignment that, yeah, yeah. exactly. I was going to yeah. say that because, and, because yeah. there's a reason you were attracting those people before, because that's where you were at. And then you, when you grow and then they're down here still, either they have to go up here or you got to come back down yeah. and live a lie basically. Cause now yeah. you can't like put that toothpaste back in the tube, so to speak, you know, right. once you, yeah. once you grow, you can't like shrink yourself. You have to just live a lie and you know be miserable basically or you have to realign yourself with people that are on your frequency that's mm-hmm. just how it works totally and and this is what the micro and macro is showing us right so um in bringing to light some of the things that have been rewritten i mean we as a humanity need to understand at least as close to the truth as we can possibly get of events that actually did happen versus the false narratives, right? That's why globalism and wokeism has become so strong because people don't know that we didn't win the Second World War, that it's been a war on consciousness. So Eisenhower's final speech that says, you know, we need a knowledgeable and aware citizenry to win this war, basically, to overcome the military industrial complex. Those clues are all right there. It's us being empowered in knowledge and truth and wisdom, taking it upon ourselves because the biggest threat to our victory as a human race is believing that we're less than and buying into the problem reaction solution and being in this forever abusive dependency bond that um, is masking um, a lot of uh, um, 
is just is masking how dark it actually is. And it's and it's feeding on our lack of doing the, the inner shadow work. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the school system, if you look at the way we're raised, if, if we're having an issue, it's like, oh, just go on that pharmaceutical. Just go talk to that shrink. Just go. I mean, look at all the options that we're given. These are not good options that we're being guided in life to turn to when we are in need. And uh, and I just love that the events that we do and the amount of like people that are much more into energy work, into, you know, gaining self-knowledge and and working with frequency, working with herbs, working, you know, I mean, it's all there. So the question is, can you Google past the conventional and dig a little bit deeper into, you know, what's organic? Because the soul matrix is um, a reflection of the nature we see outside of us. We're elemental. Our DNA is elemental, earth, air, fire, water. The mitochondrial DNA is ether. So we can purify and heal all the nucleic acids of our DNA and begin to switch on what's been dormant. And the earth is going to respond to us. That's where we move into higher earth energies. But we can't, if we're just hanging out in this lower place, expecting somebody else to save the day or expecting a you know, nothing more than doom and gloom constantly. And that we're just forever victimized as a human race. We, right. we, we are, uh, there, there's so much more afraid of us and what we're going to find out about who we are. And that's where we're at. Right. And, and a lot of the information being well pushed, right? it, well said, and a lot of the information being pushed with some of these theories uh, it, and ultimately it leaves you feeling trapped and imprisoned. Like there is no hope. And that's another red flag to look for. If you're, you know, certain information comes through like that. Um, your book, you said, comes out in March, which means that you'll have hopefully physical copies at our conference. And we we'll, might as well announce now that Laura is going to be one of the speakers at our conference next May. And we're excited to have her back. She was spoke at the first one about the Secret Space Program and the, her Mars recruitment and things like that. And it was fantastic. And we're excited to have you back. So, and I hope hopefully your book will be ready by then. But it sounds great. It sounds awesome. And I have one question: yeah. Do you type as fast as you talk, or because otherwise yeah. you, should, you should have it done like tomorrow? Then ah, <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Yeah, well, it's, it's had quite uh, an evolution or journey. I uh, a lot of it was hijacked and um, destroyed, and I had to sort of rebuild it. But it does go a lot into the Mars recruitment, and um, and just yeah, that story. So, you know, in the face of trickery, we can only find truth because the thing is, if we're allowing ourselves to be duped, if we continue to be duped, um, it can only point the compass in one place, which is ourselves and developing, you know, these aspects of ourselves that will be able to discern and, and see through things. Don't be afraid to have a voice and speak up when something doesn't feel right. And if you're not uh, dealing with somebody that likes that, that's probably not the right person for you. Um, so there's something else I was going to say, too. but. Um, I really look forward to being a part of your conference. And uh, yeah, so I just, I, I feel like, you know, it just, there's a lot of really, really good reminders. I mean, when I read certain aspects of it, or I just open it up. I'm like, yes, of course. Right. I mean, it can be just like so difficult um, at times, but the most beautiful thing, the thing that we can really, really count on um, is the very thing encoded within us, which is our true source parents, you know, all the lower Anunnaki uh, creator gods, all the imposters and things like that literally are encasing us in such a small, small part of all that we are. Um, and just to, you know, kind of break through that is the beginning of the the soul retrieval and, and the remembrance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we discover as we switch on these dormant strands of DNA that it's connected with all these different ET groups and benevolent ET groups. The lower ones, though, are just, you know, perpetuating the negative ego. 
they are the parasites. They are the ones that want us to stay in addiction and fear and all that kind of stuff. So that is almost an aspect of all that we are, that once we overcome and we move into the higher levels, we begin to um, we, we begin to align that solar plexus, that ego energy with the multidimensional. And we express that. And that's how we crush timelines, because we are no longer bound to the things that define us or um, insult us. We're, we're, we, we go way beyond that. And mm-hmm. that is everything because there's nothing about AI that has any power over us or the artificial timelines except for our belief in it. So yeah, hopefully that will, you know, serve as a great reminder. And, you know, I love all your events. I love everything you guys do. And it's such a perfect name for your podcast, Journey to Truth, because that really is what it is. And it's not a finality. Like this is truth and this isn't truth. It's it's a part of the maintenance of your everyday life, of being true to yourself, true to your body. And and able to self-correct because that level of honesty with yourself is so strong that no matter how much you fall, you get back up. You're in that zero point, like the fool card. And 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 you're in that divine innocence. And you're just able, you know, to feel into things and make corrections as um as necessary. Uh and um, yeah. So right. Well, right. I mean, mic drop after everything you say. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I know um, I'm being kind of redundant. I not, hope I'm not talking to you oh, about no, not not, no, not, not at actually all. at all. I I have a question though, a specific question about your Mars recruitment. I heard you recently talking in an interview about your partner belonging to Aviary at the time. Um, it's another agency like the CIA or the NSA, and you mentioned that they had their call names. They were birds like Penguin and and Chicken Little and things like that. Uh, and this was new. I didn't. I had never heard you talk about that part of the story before. And I was wondering if maybe you could share exactly um, what aviary is and how that, you know, was used and how that all happened for you. Right. So they're considered like this collection of strange birds and, uh, they each have code names and it basically on the surface level is considered, um, a think tank, uh, dealing with UFO abductions. Um, what I came to understand though, was that they weren't just a think tank. They were actually, uh, using some of the dark weaponry, uh, like mind control, my labs and psychotronic weapons and all this sort of stuff um, in order to create uh, this alternative three scenario. And the alternative three scenario has to do with uh, going to Mars and um, and colonizing Mars. So it, it, it's, it's a little bit tough to um, explain everything about it because it's sort of a mixed bag of individuals. Um, like okay you got key scientists you got military men you got intelligence agents and what they're all gathering about like i said is an intense interest in ufos um but also telepathy remote viewing parapsychology and mind control and the creation of psychotronic weapons so you know once you get beyond it just being a think tank and you end up finding the rest of this information out then it's pretty clear that they're using this dark technology for their own benefits so what i learned about them I learned when I was dealing with the recruitment, but there was no real information out there about them, except for what I found when I dug really, really deep. And there was an association between them and the guy named Paul Benowitz, who kind of went like crazy with some of the UFO experiences he was having and his relationships with some of them. You can kind of look that up. There's a Benowitz case. Yeah. Um, so anyway, because it, there's a lot of compartmentalism, you, you you have your disinfo agents there that have actually... I think moved more into the truth because they were being manipulated or blackmailed. And then you got ones that were really, you know, genuinely interested in 
um, going off planet and working with free energy and, you know, but, but one of them was my partner's handler. So basically it's a mixed bag, but they all go by bird names and you can look it up. Um, artificialtelepathy.blogspot.com is a good resource to find out more about them. And uh, basically what I was experiencing was not the mind control, but more the psychotronic weaponry. And the psychotronic weaponry I felt on me since I was a little kid. And what I ended up finding out through um, Andrew Bashago from Project Pegasus is that they pre-targeted me before birth um, and they used looking glass technologies uh, and they located me in a partner in a previous lifetime and they used him as bait to pull me in because they knew that I would fall for him. They didn't have me under the mind control or anything like that. I was not a part of any of these projects, um, but I was recruited and I was targeted with um, tracking technologies, but also, you know, the kind of thing that would, well, mostly they put plants on my path. So, so, and, and it would be to trip me up or they would target the partners that I was with in order to create nothing but disruption. So I wouldn't be able to achieve the sacred union that we're all here to achieve. Mm -hmm. That's why they pulled in a partner from my past life and they used him as bait. And the reason they were able to, I think, locate me was because Eisenhower was briefed and I have a book and more information about this that a big migration was going to happen in 1952 when the unconditional surrender agreement was signed under Truman, which basically meant that we had surrendered to the Nazis. But because he was working with benevolent star beings, um, a group of them, the Dakota star beings, said that a future descendant would come into the family and help bring about the truth or share the things that he wasn't able to share. And so what I ended up finding out was that information was intercepted by this group who are connected with MJ-12. And so they were kind of waiting for me to come in and they pre-targeted me in order to divert me to Mars. And alternative three was something set up in the Eisenhower administration that I later discovered he wasn't very um, supportive of and, and you know, connected with the Zetas. And my sort of understanding when I was being recruited was why would we need to evacuate the planet? Um, the only reason we would uh, need to go is because of the use of geoengineering and weapons to create superstorms and artificial timeline, um, apocalyptic sort of Armageddon kind of scenarios in New World Order. Right. How could I possibly leave when I know that these technologies exist? I'd prefer to stay on Earth and expose this and be on this ascending planet because I was already aware of the organic ascension timeline and I was getting all sorts of downloads as a kid. So I was sort of being prepared. Eisenhower was very close. And um, so that's kind of the gist of it. They definitely manipulated my partner because he would lose time and forget things and and they were giving him codes over the phone and I tried to pull him out of all of it. But uh, the level of manipulation was really, really high. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they're all bad guys. This is the thing with compartmentalism. They will convince well-intentioned people to to um, mm -hmm. serve a certain agenda and have no idea that it might not be in our best interest. Now, yeah. and those Chicago people and I have were... no idea usually they're being used, exactly. they're being played, right? Exactly. Right, well, and there's the nothing wrong with having protective civilizations in the event of catastrophe, but this was a little different. Go ahead. I was just going to say the, the best handlers don't know their handlers either. And right. that's the, that's the tricky thing. Um, they, they truly believe in what they're doing, but, uh, but they don't realize they're being groomed and manipulated. Like you've seen the CIA movies. Like if they need to manipulate somebody, they'll send, they'll know everything. They'll have the full read up on that person. And then they'll send a female or a male into that person's life at their favorite coffee shop and it'll it'll seem like they met by chance and they mm -hmm. just happen to have the same interest and they fall in love. You know, it's all manipulated. And I think I've experienced that, too. I, I don't know if you're aware that I, there was a potential uh, Mars recruitment on myself. And the, the guy who was trying to recruit me was telling me the same things like the 
he was being told that the war the world was going to end and there was going to be this catastrophe and we had to go colonize mars and and that's why he was chosen to be one of them it was this whole thing and about larry yeah yeah larry yeah yeah and that's um, a crazy story yeah but it wow and it wasn't until i didn't even know that this this mars recruitment thing was real until i had heard your story and that's when i was like wait was he really actually going to mars you know at, at first i just thought he was crazy and it wasn't until i heard your story laura that i actually considered that this was a real attempt to you know pull me off path and it, anyway the the reason i brought up the aviary thing is because we just we just did a webinar on dumbs and uh the, the our subterranean infrastructure and stuff and I came across Aviary in this book, the Dulce Protocol, where they it came up a few times, and I had never really heard of it too much. And then I just listened to an interview, and you talk about it, so it comes up twice in one week, and that's why I wanted you to talk about it. But thank you for sharing everything. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and and their code names: Penguin, Chicken Little. So Dan Smith was Chicken Little, and he's the one that helped me to understand all the stuff. He said um, that yeah, like Eisenhower uh, was told that you know a future descendant would come in, and you know. And a whole migration of souls that would be bringing about the truth, which I feel is why we all have kind of found one another. And um, so if those three scenarios, I mean, if alternatives one, two and three were, you know, kind of set up, uh, it, it kind of made sense at the time for for there to be some kind of agreement. But that particular timeline, which Dan Burst talks about and some, you know, question him and some of these others, but that um, it was really uh the the negative zetas that um were or have been a part of the technology trades in order to you know establish things like mind control and the spiritual warfare and the psyops and all the different things after world war ii that have definitely made it a war on consciousness so you know and that's enough to know that yeah that's not a great trajectory do we need to evacuate the planet though no we need to um expose all of this to help people you know recognize you know how they're being played um and you don't have to you know, recruit people with this level of uh, manipulation. There's enough people that want to go to Mars. And now we see more public sort of, you know, uh, information or things related to going on a Mars mission that seems to be a little bit more public and more for those who want to volunteer versus being coerced or manipulated into it. So to me, there's nothing benevolent about manipulation. If if you want something to take place, you know, be upfront and tell the truth. Because the thing is, they only let me talk to him. I was never able to talk to his so-called handlers. And, um, and that's, so the red flags got yeah. me through. And then when that website came out and confirmed, I was like, oh, thank God, even though I knew I wasn't, it wasn't for me yeah. or my kids to go. Yeah. And I mean, operating. That's wild. In, I'd love to talk to you more about that. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we, we should have, I'd love to have a conversation with you about that, but operating in deception is why we're in this mess in the first place. So any groups moving forward, anyone's to still like manipulating and holding on to secrets and just occult knowledge and stuff. It's like that's that's what got us into this mess in the first place. So don't don't buy into that. Like nobody's special. No one's better than and someone else. You know, we're all in this together, and that's what needs to be realized. Yeah, and that was another big right. red flag. It's like, yeah, you've been chosen for this. It's like, yeah, I mean, why? I mean, um, yeah, they try to maybe play off yeah. your ego. Like, oh, you're special, and that's why you get to do yeah, this. And that's like i don't buy yeah i i I don't buy into that kind of thing um and for all i know it it was just 
it wasn't even going to be about going to Mars. I mean, who, who, who even knows? But the thing is, they, their, their uh, excuses, well, if we don't mind control them, they're not going to go along with it. So they, they justify it by thinking, yeah. well, nobody's going to possibly go along with it unless we, you know, attempt to mind control them. So, but I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Aaron, but. um. Well, if you have so, to mind you know control, I mean? <laughs> let's look at it this way. If you have to mind control and, and manipulate somebody to do something, it's probably not a good thing that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly. right it's like it's yeah. like it's just like the government you know if you have to if you have to force people to do something and threaten them and all and all kinds of these tech it's probably not a good thing that you're doing because right. otherwise you shouldn't have to do that mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that. that's where it's a complete misuse of power to even think that that's appropriate or ethical and right. um i'd rather die with my soul intact and um and and just my mind free then uh i mean yeah right and even if it is a good thing that's not that's not okay no matter right. what right yeah and i mean right. and, and it's messy right now like i don't think people understand like what it's like to participate in or be a member of the cia or any of the three-letter agencies and want out and want to do the right thing like that would require you to go behind your superiors back and do something out of morality that you know is right and go against orders and this is where it gets met messy and i think that's so, uh, that's why this whole like white hat movement thing it's not just like oh these guys like hey let's, let's just stand up against this and and break free and fight it like whenever you do that when you go against orders and you and you try to do the right thing against everything that your superiors are telling you it um now you have a target on your back and potentially death is you know looming and they'll target your family and people like that and and uh it's it's not as black and white as it, we think and we have to you know hold space for everyone who's really down there fighting and doing things that we don't even understand that we have no idea are taking place every day and i just i, I think it's important to understand that um you know people are I, I really do think there is an effort and i do think we're on the right track and totally um, I know you have to get going here soon, Laura. So is there anything, any last words you would like to leave us with before we wrap up? Oh, well, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I uh, can be found at cosmicguide.org. I have a monthly subscription and basically I can send voice texts, any urgent questions about your chart. Um, I share astral reports and I do Zoom calls to do mini readings and kind of gather community and um uh, discounted longer sessions and I got some events coming up. I'll be heading to Istanbul, Turkey for some peace talks, which will be really profound and uh, disclosure fest and Zen festival and some things that I'll update on my website. I'd love to have you guys on. I've got a bunch of questions for you um, and appreciate both of you very much. And I really look forward to being a part of your conference again. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us again yeah. today. Oh. Tyler, are you frozen? uh no but you are and laura is i think he's frozen are he there nope oh i guess, yeah. I, I guess okay. it was on my end you it was, everybody everything froze for me you guys froze too oh, okay um, well thank you so much for joining us today laura and guys just a reminder stick around after the episode we're going to premiere the music video from our friend robert ariano uh, trees for the forest it's an amazing song and i had a lot of fun editing this video for him and the links to his information is below in the description as well uh, we love you all have a great evening and until next time good night good night guys night
Oh, oh, oh.